0: Today is Friday, June 19th, 2020. And it's time for another episode of the Sports Talk Podcast with me, your host, Am zucala And uh well, if you, if you know the saying, I'm here for a good time, not a long time. Uh, this episode will be far from that. Um, yeah, I, if you notice that this episode's called Big Trouble, is that because we could possibly be in big trouble here uh, for two of the sporting leagues and for sports just in general uh, over what has happened over the past two days uh, in sports and what's going on down in the... In the state of Florida, uh, so we're going to get into that in our first segment. We're going to break down everything that's happened uh, over the past few days. I just dropped my pen. Uh, based in this is the first. Usually, my segments in this podcast range from every sport or every league. So usually, if if it's soccer, I'll set off a segment for soccer. Or you know, if it's NBA, I'll set off a segment for NBA. And then, you know, every league will be separate compared to, and, you know, instead of all together, this is one of those segments where it's going to be all together. Uh, In our first segment, we're going to be talking about basketball, baseball, hockey. Then uh, our second segment, our first thing, it's kind of like the down, the downside of things really, honestly, but it's actually, it will be a big, I think, first segment. Then. Uh, our our next segment uh, an epidemiologist went on to the 31 talks a uh, 31 thoughts sorry podcast on SportsNet and he talked to Elliot Freeman and Jeff Merrick about what has to happen for a bubble uh, to be successful so we'll talk about that and see what he think what he says that what what hap- what has to happen basically to you know not screw up then our third and final segment is that the MLBPA finally said MLB you know what we will counter offer so they've countered offer they they they, they have made a counter offer proposal so we will talk a bit about that and then once again I have been sent a question of I've been sent a question over the message uh a messages uh thing here on Anchor uh, I'll get into how you could send your own in during that segment but we're going to uh, see what this, what the person had to say. And so, yeah, we got a big episode here. So let's st- start there. It it's Friday. Uh, let's get in to see what this, this tr- troubling news is. Okay. So this segment's going to be all over the place. So I'm sorry if it's hard to follow along, but, uh, we're going to try and get through this. The first, the first, uh, article for this segment. As Florida test numbers rise, the NBA prepares for Disney. Uh, So let's get right into it. The rate of positive coronavirus tests in Orlando, Florida area has been soaring in recent days. The NBA hopes that it doesn't matter. After spending weeks putting together an incredibly elaborate series of health and safety protocols, the word testing appears 282 times in the document. The NBA and the NBA PA, or sorry, just the, just the MBPA uh, believes that they, that they have done what's necessary for the health and safety of the 22 teams and others that will be a part of the season restart at the Disney campus near Orlando next month. Ready or not, basketball is almost back. No one is suggesting that this is going to be an infection free guaranteed environment. National Basketball Players Association Executive Director uh, Michelle Roberts told the Associated Press, I guess, unless... We have to well, where where would we go? What state it has the lowest rate? There's just no way of finding the the sterile, uh, sterile. Sorry, sterile. <laughs> See, I I honestly I'm being very serious today. This all this news that I I'm very I'm very worried for some reason. So if I'm off my rocker, that's why. Uh, there's just no way of finding a sterile environment, uh, prob- pro- probably on this planet, but certainly not in this country. Among the details that were included in the protocol released to teams Thursday, uh, Tuesday night, players will be invited to wear what the league calls a proximity alarm that will set off an audio alert when a person is within six feet of another person for more than five seconds and therefore not following social distancing guidelines. Plus, they can choose to wear a ring that will generate a wellness assessment derived uh, from a metrics such as body temperature and respiration and heart rate. I actually retweeted uh, kind of the first... Uh, report of that. So if, I think I tweeted it. If you want to follow me on Twitter at Adam underscores with you know, I retweet lots of stuff. Players and staff will also be given thermometers and a pulse. oximeter, uh, So that they can track their data and record it on a league's daily health platform. I'm optimistic about the NBA's return to play policies and procedures. Said Denver coach, Michael Malone, who found out last month that he already had beaten COVID-19 after an antibody test showed that he had the virus. They're going to do whatever it takes to make this this, the safest environment as possible. There are no guarantees and there'll be a there'll be a risk. But I feel confident in the measures that uh, I I feel confident in the measures to be taken pre-Orlando and once in Orlando. True, there will be a risk. And the league acknowledges that no plan can be perfect. These protocols are designed to promote prevention and mitigation strategies to reduce exposure to and transmission of the coronavirus, the league says. However, it is possible that staff, players, or other participants in the resumption of the 2019-2020 season uh, nonetheless may test positive or contract the coronavirus. But by following strict rules, including regular testing, no leaving the Disney campus without returning to quarantine, no authorized guests, no family members being permitted to arrive until late August, and though this is likely didn't need to be said, no spitting on the court. The NBA and the NBPA hopes the risk is minimal as teams prepare for a Disney state that could exceed three months for the teams that make it to the NBA Finals. It'll still probably bother everyone that we're not home, Miami center Bam Adebayo said, but at the end of the day, we'll be happy to play basketball. The NBA's arrival at Disney is looming as a rate of positive tests around the state is rising, and officials such as Governor Ron DeSantis, our favorite governor, well, maybe he's he's probably facing a lot of backlash. Yeah, he is, are facing criticism for reopening many parts of the state's economy. But if the NBA players aren't venturing among the public, the hope is that no matter what's going on being beyond the Disney fences, the quasi-bubble for basketball will not be affected. The, now this is this is kind of the bad news of the day. Or the start of it. The rate of positive tests in Orange County, which includes Orlando, in this in the seven-day period ending Tuesday was 6.5%. For the seven days immediately preceding that, it was 2.5%, meaning the rate has more than doubled in one week's span. For tests conducted Tuesday, state officials said that Orange County's positive rate was 11.9%, almost 10 times the rate of 1.4%, recorded as recently as June 3rd. It's concerning, but not surprising, Robert said. Uh, I've watched this governor behave as the virus is an inconvenience as opposed to a virus. What? So I guess watching the way the state has adhering and not adhering the CDC guidelines, it's not surprising that these numbers would go up. DeSantis has said Florida's rising numbers reflects more testing than other factors, though the percentage of positive tests is also significantly higher uh, than was the case just a couple of weeks ago across the state and in the Orlando area. The state's agriculture commissioner. Nikki Fried tweeted Tuesday that this, that DeSantis has lost control of Florida's response to the pandemic and recklessly reopened the state despite the data screaming for caution. DeSantis is a Republican. Freed is the only elected Democrat to hold the statewide office. So, uh, you want to know why Freed just ripped DeSantis? There you go. Uh, my solace is that our guys are not going to be out and about in the city of Orlando, Robert said. The players will be flown in non-commercially and they will be essentially on campus for the entire for the entirety of their stay until such time as their season ends. So there you go. So the NBA is really just trying to get to that, you know, July 30th start day without any problems. And yeah, Florida is in trouble and we're going to get into a. a few other reasons why it's in trouble for other teams and other leagues in just a second. But man, the positive rate was 6.5% after Tuesday when it was 2.5 a week earlier. That's just, that's just crazy. Um, And then even, and then on Tuesday, it was up. It was to eleven point nine percent. Like, what's going on, Florida? And I mean, has I'm, I'm, I am no politician. I hate discussing politics. I, 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 I understand it enough to vote, but you know, when you're having so much uh, publicity towards you and your province, such as the Santas has done right. bringing the MLS. Uh, then they have like a golf, the golf tournament there, uh, you know, and now you're bringing the NBA. If you're having all that publicity and, but then you're also now reopening your state and then you're not doing anything after the numbers rose on Tuesday. But listen, N- Nikki Freed might be right here. You know, you're messing up, brother. You're you're like honestly. Like you got to do something fast cuz I saw like I think the beaches were open. And now this concerns, you know, I'm going to bring Disney into this like I always love to. Disney is going to open up their parks next month around this time. I think they're 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 one month away from opening the parks. And if these numbers keep rising, they're going to have to move that back. You know, so this guy is messing up and, you know, he's so happy. I think, I think he's just whole set on the sports things coming back. Is the Santa's a sports guy? I don't know, but maybe he is. And maybe he's just like, well, sports are coming back. So everyone else should come back and our numbers are low. Listen. I don't know what Florida's reopening phases are. I don't know what they're into. I don't know if they're allowing people to, you know, be in restaurants or, you know, haven't have a limited number of people in the store, but let me tell you something. If they're at a point right now where they're allowing everyone back, um, but then they're getting all these cases. Like they had 2,000 cases. Florida did in a, in a you know, 2,000 cases in a day, I heard. Uh, Ontario itself. I don't know what Ontario has been getting. Ontario has been getting 300 and something. Toronto area. Toronto, Niagara Falls area, Hamilton. If you guys don't, it's called the Gordon, Golden Horseshoe. And it's kind of like the under underside of Lake Ontario. And it goes up to where the the border is uh, close to Niagara Falls, you know, New York is. They have, they have allowed us here in like the Ottawa region to open up our, our things up a bit, not to the extent of, you know, go, go nuts, but still open it up up enough. And that's still kind of bad for where we are right now. But even though Ontario's numbers are mostly coming from Toronto, and that's like the the GTA area and that's and that's like say let's just say around out of those 300 cases, I don't know the full numbers. Those 300 cases, let's say about 200 of them are Toronto. They're still not opening up their stuff. They're still but you're having your whole state which is definitely not as big as uh Ontario. Uh which has 2000 cases now there might be more people obviously i i I'll, I'll, I'll get that i'll take that but you why are you are you allowing people in or why are you, like why are you opening stuff up and you having 2000 plus cases even ontario we, we have less than 500 and we're not even opening stuff up i'm just saying there there man i i don't feel good about this DeSantis guy all of a sudden like I remember a few weeks ago, I probably said I liked him. Because he's a lot you like Florida is look he's looking like he's doing a good job with Florida. Uh doesn't look like it's going that way at all. So uh yeah. i uh boy DeSantis. This could really go bad. But honestly, if the teams are flying in you know non-commercial like they said and I we knew that that was going to happen like every team the MLS the NBA I don't think they'll have a, a certain problem you know with you know getting to from the airport to the to the bubble of what they're going of Disney World I don't think they'll have a problem with that uh the what 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 are the possible you know outcomes that they could have or how what are the possible ways that they get covid maybe if you know come close contact with i don't think they do they have flight attendants on the plane i I don't know i i feel like they do or a few they might have one or two but like you might come in contact with an airport staff you know close contact or or you might you know you know the bus driver or even if you like you know go by the pilot if he opens up his door maybe they won't do that now they probably have some rules or regulations but even that right so the, the possibilities are low, you know, the bus driver, maybe, you know, so I don't know. I, I feel like it'll be fine, but these numbers scare me, you know, these numbers scare me for sure. Like, and they could, they scare everyone. 2000 people. I read 2000 people. So I'll see how, how it goes, but, uh, but we get into the worst now and we switch over to the MLB. The Philadelphia Phillies say 5 players have tested positive for COVID-19 this week and the team's spring training complex in Clearwater, Florida. I have been to their tra- uh, complex in Florida. It's beautiful. I've been to their stadium at least. It's beautiful. Spectrum Spectrum Field. Spectrum. Yeah, I think it's called Spectrum Field. Great. Great. Great looking building. Great look like it's it's fantastic. The team also said Friday that three staff members at the camp have tested positive. The club didn't identify any of those affected because I don't think any sports team wants to. Um, besides the one that, w- the, besides the people that want to come out, Philadelphia has indefinitely closed the Clearwater camp to players, coaches, and staff while medical authorities assess the situation. the an- The announcement came while Major League Baseball's owners and players tried to negotiate a deal to begin the season amid coronavirus pandemic, including health protocols. Uh, some players have been recently w- been working out at spring training sites while practicing social distancing. The sites have hope to bring pl- to have players begin testing Tuesday and then begin a second round of spring training on June 26th. Is that going to happen? Who knows? Most teams would likely hold those hold their those workouts at their home ballparks rather than their spring training camps in Florida and Arizona. I don't think I think Florida's probably now out of the picture now completely. In terms of the implications of this outbreak, the the Phillies' 2020 season, the club declines comment, believing that it is too early to know, the team said. In a statement, uh, managing partner John Middleton said, the Phillies are committed to health and welfare of our players, coaches, and staff as our highest priority. As a result of these confirmed tests, all facilities in Clearwater have been closed indefinitely to all players, coaches, and staff, and will remain closed until medical authorities are confident that the virus is under control and our facilities are disinfected. The Phillies are the first confirmed case. Tuesday uh, uh, case occurred Tuesday. The club said eight staff members have tested negative for the virus, while twelve staff members and twenty players. Oh, that's that those are the people who have tested negative. Both major leagues and minor leagues living in the Clearwater area are being tested. So that's just that's it's like a bowling game. That's one pin the fall. Then we go to today or yesterday. There was a report that came out of Dunedin. And the team that plays there, Toronto, the Blue Jays. The Toronto Blue Jays shut down their spring training facility in Dunedin on Thursday after a player exhibited COVID-19 symptoms, according to ESPN's Jeff Passan. The player exhibiting symptoms is a pitcher on the 40-man roster who recently spent time with players in the Phillies minor league system, according to percent and is awaiting results from a COVID test. So this guy was hanging out with the Phillies who just had players get tested positive. So man, and apparently, I think I think they've also, the Blue Jays might have also shut down the facility. I don't know fully yet, but another pin to fall right there. Boom. Baseball, and we're going to get to baseball actually in our third segment. And they're so close. I I honestly, like, <laughs> I don't know if they're, I, you say, honestly, you could say they're so close that you could say they're not. I don't, I don't even know. It's just that bad right now where they are, but, you know. This just sucks. To, to the fact that, you know... I don't know, man. Like... It just sucks to see how... You know, this is just a big problem that we're in. And, you know, we're so excited to have sports back next month. Literally, July 8th, MLS starts. Like, we're so close. And this has to happen, right? It, it just sucks how this is the, the matter that we're in right now. And uh, I'm now going to talk to you about the last pin to fall, the Tampa Bay Lightning. The Tampa Bay Lightning have temporarily shut down their training facilities due to multiple cases of COVID-19 within the organization, Sportsnet Elliott Freeman has confirmed. The, to- to- the total number of confirmed cases at this time is believed to be five. The Lightning were, were among the first NHL clubs to reopen their practice facilities on June 8th, the first day of Phase 2 of the league's return-to-play protocol that allowed for small group workouts on and off the ice. The news comes just after day it was reported that a member of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers coaching staff, so there you go, once again, another team, boom, has tested positive for COVID-19, and that two of the team's assistants are now being quarantined. And as I said, Florida has been on a steady rise of COVID-19 infections, posting on Friday a record number of daily cases for the third straight day. So... It's just, a, it's like, you know, pick your poison, right? A lot of people are now going to see this as a dumb idea for the NBA and the MLB, not the MLB, MLS, to go play now. A lot of people are just going to say, you know, why not? They're going to be in a bubble the entire time. This is now going to, this is now, you know, will it, I, my question is now from here on out is, will it be, how will the leagues, you know, Go with, on with this. Are they still going to say, We're still fine? You know, are they going to go with the argument? We're going to be in a bubble. We're not going to be, you know, hanging about these people. Or are they going to say, Well, no, their cases are up there. We're going to actually stop and rethink what we're going to do. You know, and then in some cases, you could say, Well, they're too far in. They're too far in now. It's like you dug yourself up a, 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 a hole too deep. You can't get out now, you know. Uh, you know, the the NBA literally sent out their plans. They're, we're going to have gaming. We're going to have DJing. We're going to have, you know, chefs, team chefs. We're going to, you know, have all the stuff that, that's already planned. You know, we can't just stop now. You know, it's just it's just a shame that this has to happen now, you know, like the whole world's going fine. It's actually funny. Cause I, I, I saw a meme. <laughs> I saw a meme. Just before I did this um, podcast and I went about the Tampa Bay and, and, and them shined down the facilities and it said, well, Tampa Bay is going to get screwed again in the playoffs. <laughs> uh, we go back to, Oh, geez. Twenty sixteen, when they lost to Tampa Bay in the conference final. Or sorry, when the Pittsburgh when they lost to Pittsburgh in the conference final. Twenty eighteen, they lost to the Capitals in the conference final. Columbus, they got swept in the first round. And now this year they're gonna <laughs> lose to the coronavirus. I, thought, I, I had a little chuckle there, but will it be a big problem? Well, obviously this virus is a big problem. We we can't we can't deny that. There's no there's no question about that. But just uh, you know, just this whole deal. I don't think, I don't think that will just stop them from playing in the play-in tournament uh, next month. So, but man, it's just like I said. It's just the perfect time, eh? You know, you literally next month you got two leagues coming to play in your state, and your state is just leaving it all out there eh? on the line it's like it, it's like a sports game you just have to make it interesting eh but um, we'll see how this goes because this is now going to be very interesting because we got teams you know n- not only are just the blue jays and the phillies down there in florida right because you know Flo- spring training grapefruit lake that's all florida there's a bunch of different teams down there in Florida. And there's going to be players and a lot of players live down there. A lot of players live down in there in Florida. And so they could go training, you know, they could go train at that facility. So we might see more and more and more facilities, you know, for the MLB uh, to close down and even heck the Buccaneers or the Jacksonville Jaguars, they could, they or Miami dolphins. They could have closed down their, their facilities as well. Florida Panthers. They might stop, you know, since Tampa Bay stopped, they might even stop too. So it, it, listen, there's no, there's no shortage, shortages of, you know, closing down facilities and which could then make this look like a big issue. The only way that they could, they could, they could really, you know, the, the way that they can handle this right now is just us your state under control, Governor DeSantis. That's the only way. And if not, your state's still going to go crazy. It's still going to go stupid, still going to go nuts. So you just have to slow it down the best way you can. And that's just, you know, going back a step. You know, that's all it is. All right. So when we come back, we're going to get to our second segment of the day when, we, when we're going to hear some of the answers from the epidemiologist uh, from when he was on uh, the 31 Thoughts podcast. So we'll be right back with that. All right. So after we just had that kind of, you know, uh, the pre the pre- depressing uh segment there of you know learning about florida and how they're in a bit of a trouble and you know how could we look forward with all the leagues and going there uh but now you know we we have kind of an uh you know on the 31 thoughts podcast hosted by jeff Merrick and elliot Friedman they had an epidemiologist to come on what will it take for a bubble site to be successful because we've heard that a lot uh we've heard it you know from the NHL, every league, basically the NHL, uh, North America, mostly I'm not, you know, Europe, it's kind of, you know, it's kind of loose, but you know, NHL, we've heard it from, uh, the NBA, the MLS, all the leagues that need to come back, right. MLB, just, you know, something like that. So, uh, and y'all, we've seen detailed plans from all four America sports, uh, are, you know, all four major professional sports leagues, uh, centered around testing, tracing, and, and quarantining their player, with the NBA and the NHL so far appearing to be the most expensive protocols in place. Ones that include all athletes and league personnel descending upon a single bubble site, or in the NHL's case, two hub cities, to play out and surrender of the seasons. For epidemiologist Dr. Zachary uh, Binney, uh, th- this idea is... Is one of four major pillars he's looking for when examining league's abilities to return to competition in the way that is safest for all involved. If I had to summarize the most important things, far and far and away, there's really just four big elements that we need to be focused on. Benny said during an interview on the Thirty One thought, uh, Thoughts po- the podcast. One is is some sort of centralization, or uh, see questionering. See to limit contact between people within the league and the people outside the league. Number two is frequent testing uh, so that when cases do occur, they don't turn into big outbreaks. Ideally, that would be daily testing. The third is mask wearing uh, all the time when you're around anybody anybody else and not actively on the playing surface. And the fourth is limiting time in enclosed spaces with many people. So so that's daily uh, with locker rooms, showers, things like that. Uh, really, really severely restricting time that you're spending together in some in, in those sorts of environments. For the NBA, the bubble is Walt Disney World in, in Orlando. We talked about it enough. And for the NHL, there'll be two hub cities, uh, one of which could be in Canada and right now, uh, we know the other one is Vegas, that uh, has been reported. During his 31 thoughts appearance, Benny provided an in-depth explanation for about the safety precautions requiring to bring sports back including uh, what these bubbles might look like, uh, why fans shouldn't be in the stands anytime soon, and other measures uh, leagues must consider before uh, before games can resume. And here are some takeaways from that conversation. So the bubbles should include all players, coaches, medical staff, and support staff. All of those fo- folks who, ha- who have to interact together to make the league happen, you can interact with that group. But there needs to be a very, very minimal uh, contact between people Within that group and people outside that group, that's the key. It is have uh, is to have an absolute minimum. If if not, no face to face contact between people within the league and the people outside. Now that we know more about the spread of the COVID nineteen, it's become more clear that hotel food services, or sorry, that hotel and food services staff won't necessarily need to be in the bubble like league staff do. I've come around and softened uh, a little bit on my initial position uh, where I've said. Uh, if 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 you were setting up a bubble and you were uh, see questioning folks, that would have to that would have to include say hotel staff and food service staff things like things like that and people like that. That's because we didn't really know. We thought that COVID nineteen could could be could be spread uh, pretty easily from person to object to person. So I cough and I spread I spread some respiratory droplets onto a table and then you touch that table or doorknob or that food container or whatever and then you touch your face, and then you could get COVID-19. And that is absolutely something that could happen. But we're learning uh, we are learning is that uh, it seems to be a pretty uncommon uh, route of trans- transmission and a lot more uh, commonly It's direct, person-to-person respiratory droplets spread. So if you can eliminate that, then you could eliminate quite a bit of risk. You'll never bring it down to zero, but you could bring it down, arguably below the necessary level. So, if you, for example, never had housekeepers go into rooms where players or other league professionals were, when, uh, when, when, when they were there, like uh, they went out uh, when they were out during certain hours of the day, and then maybe you don't need to ha- need to have housekeepers be in the bubble. Maybe you could get away with testing them once a week and screening them for symptoms every day, but they could still go home and stay with their families. Maybe that's enough. Uh, Very frequent testing, ideally daily, Benny says, while within the bubble will be imperative. The reality is is, without a completely airtight bubble, cases are going to occur, especially with the level of disease that we have here in the United, or that they have there in the United States. So you'll have to have regular testing to root root out those cases very early before they could have a lot of time to spread to teammates or to folks on other teams. And as long as you can test frequently enough, then theoretically you could cut any transmission change from the occasional case that does happen and therefore prevent an explosive outbreak within the league, which is really what uh, you're most worried about. But more attention could be paid to quarantining and testing before entering the bubble or hub city. Benny calls it a clean period. You need to test everyone, everybody a few times over a few days before they travel to the hub city to make sure that they are not bringing in a case because then you're just con- contaminating the whole thing. So there needs to be a whole lot of work to be done on that. There also needs to be some work done on enforcing very serious quarantine for about a week beforehand, where players and their families, ideally anyone who's they're interacting with, should be really uh, should be should really be going into the facility and home and the facility and home, and that's it. They should not be interacting with anyone else. I think they're just they just need to be thinking about how do we give players a clean period before they enter the hub. That's something I haven't seen uh, quite as much as I as he, I'd like to see. That's what he said on clean periods and how, you know, he, he's not liking how leagues are allowing their players to go, you know, all around and about uh, instead of just going from one place to another, one place to another, and then that that's it, which they should be doing. Uh, even with ample testing, a bubble system, positive tests will still occur. Look, if you if you're going to set as your threshold uh, as your threshold zero cases in your league like that's your goal and that's the only thing you think is acceptable then don't come back and not I'm not saying that in the bad way I'm that's that is just a perfectly defensible health position to take. Just don't come back at all. But if you do come back, recognize uh, that pretty much no matter what you do you're at least gonna get one or two cases. What you want to watch for is say two or three or certainly four cases at a time on the same team. So within a team, a cluster of cases, that suggests that you, that you'll have you that that you have spread within a team, and that you probably need to shut down a team down in quarantine everyone individually for at least two weeks. Now, how does that happen in the playoffs without a team just forfeiting? I don't know. I haven't seen that contingency plan for that, but that's realistically what you need to do. That's why daily testing is so important. So yeah, you know he is right on that point. You know. There, there there is a chance there is a chance that a team could possibly you know a team could possibly get forfeited you know they have to they might have to forfeit the playoffs there is definitely a possibility of that you know uh and the same thing too i agree with him on that if you think there's going to be zero cases if you think you're, there's going to there's if you think throughout this whole entire thing that there's going to be zero cases. I mean, we hope for zero cases. But if you think there's really going to be zero, you you should probably change your mind because there I, I I believe that within a league doing this hub city hub city, you know, stuff to bring back their play, there will definitely be you know a few cases, at least one or two he said. So, listen you have to be prepared for that, people. If you think, if you guys believe that, you know, say your team. Let's go with, you know, well, let's just say your team. Instead, we just we how about we how will we not target a team? You say you think your team is not going to get a case. There's actually a, a, a not like I'm not saying like there's a 100 chance, but there is still a chance that your best player could still get. The coronavirus it's not like he's gonna it's not like that player is gonna go there and then he's jesus he's fine you know there's there's a chance so don't think just because your team's there now that like they're 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 in you know they're, they're in the garden they're fine no no no. i don't know why i said they're in the garden that, that is that even a a, a, f- a phrase like does that even be used i don't know. I'm like, let's, let's go with in the clear. If you think your team's in the clear, no, no, no. Don't think that at all. Go home, go home. Like this guy said, although I would really be interested here if a team does have to forfeit because, you know, a lot of people are saying, should there be an asterisk on this, on, you know, playoffs for these leagues that are coming back, you know, for the championship this year. And, you know, I look at the one way in saying, I think, I think asterisks for the NBA, no. For the NHL, yes. Yes, it's still the end of the year. And yes, you know, it's the playoffs and that's it. But the league has brought this new playoff system in just for this year. They'll only use it this year. You know, next year for if, if we're okay, if we have the vaccine, you know, for a good, then they'll probably just use the, the normal one. This is a completely different system. You got a round robin for the top four teams. You got this play in tournament. And then, you know, I personally, I think the NHL deserves an asterisk. Uh, and you can make the case. It's still hockey. Yeah. No, listen, this is to make sure that everyone is in the playoffs. Now, And then, honestly, I could really give them an asterisk if, say, you know, Pittsburgh Penguins. They lose to the Montreal Canadiens in the play-in round. Pittsburgh Penguins then could win the the draft lottery. Like, huh? That's where an asterisk comes in for me as well. You know, you could have a top team win the draft lottery. Like, What? 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 NBA, I, I mean, you, you 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 could you could argue the case of there being an asterisk. Um, you know, you have the fact that it is you're thirteen in the West and nine in the East. But come on, now we know who was going to make the playoffs in the East. Like, there's there's no there's you can't you can't be stupid. Stop being stupid if you think that they should have invited more from the East. And heck, the Washington Wizards shouldn't even be there. They have a losing record for God's sakes. Like they should really just have the eight teams in the East, but they're doing their playoffs normally, and they're not—they're not—they're not fidgeting with the draft lottery too too much. Besides those teams in the West, they're—they're they're keeping it the same. They're keeping it the same. Uh, you know, they're not—they're not changing their playoff format. They're going to do seven game series the entire way. I don't think that they deserve an asterisk. Although there, I there can be an asterisk. There, the I, I say the the way that there can be an asterisk is that if a team that moves on wins because the team has to the forfeit, then you kind of... And then if that team then moves forward to win the championship, then I would say, okay, there's an asterisk there because they basically didn't have to play. If, so say if they were up 2-0 or 2-1 in the series, they just got two free wins. There's an asterisk right there. And you know what happens if it's in the finals? then there really will be an asterisk you know okay if it's the first round okay you know if the bucks the bucks are playing uh you know the magic okay there that's the magic for god's sakes you know they have to forfeit okay you know okay big deal they did get a first round pass though. So that could be, you know, it depends on how you think about it, but if it's in the conference final or the finals, or even in the second round, you can't even say if that team wins the championship, you could put an asterisk on it because they had to, they didn't even play half a series or they didn't even play a series, you know? So it's just, it, it it's how you, it's, it's how you think about it. Right. All right, let's continue. Multiple cases on multiple teams would mean shutting down things, at least temporarily. If you saw multiple teams, two or three or four, uh, each it each it with their own cluster. Then you would you would think there would be a, there's definitely widespread throughout the league, uh, and you would want to shut the entire thing down. In the NHL's case, you want to shut down that hub. In the NBA's case, uh, where every team is going to be in Orlando, you'd have to shut down the league for two weeks and quarantine everyone separately. So face shields, like visors worn by hockey and football players, are good, but shouldn't be relied upon. Uh, and there there's not there's and they're certainly not a replacement for bigger safety measures like quarantine testing and limiting contact while away from the game it's kind of like a cloth converting on a, a clever clay clevar vest if you will this I don't know what this guy's saying here uh, I've often talked about this in football too I know the NFL is working with Oakley the sunglass manufacturer to try and figure out a way to redesign visors uh, in helmets to provide more protection against respiratory droplets I think it would be a great idea if if you could fit hockey helmets with those as well. I've seen some designs. I don't know if you guys have seen them online too, but like they they look like Darth Vader masks. They're trying to make for the NFL like designs. Like they look like they're trying to star stars Darth Vader in the next Star Wars. I mean, like it's kind of weird for me, but honestly, whatever they can do is yes is best. Then the question came up: Can fans return to games? The man had one answer. When we have a vaccine. And that's a that's a major, that's a major, you know, I can I can't agree more with that. You don't have a vaccine, we're still in this, you know, t- toughness together. Now, I heard that it takes at least a year to make a vaccine. When this coronavirus pandemic started, think about it, it was kind of in January. I'm not talking about here in North America. I am talking about when it was in China. It started, what, like late December, early January? Late January. Like January. Let's go with the, the base of January. So we are now in June. We have still have July, August, September, October, November, December. January would be that seventh month. We are still six months away until next year, or really seven months, depending on what you say. But January is the seventh month from now. And so that means that we are not fully safe until January. Or if you really want to go, if you really want to be even more depressed, you have to wait till March. So once again, I said it again. I'm going to say it. I said it once. I'm going to say it again. Pick your poison. But hey, um, let's continue. The idea of limited capacity at sporting events, making mask wearing mandatory, and spacing out fans in the stands is just a pipe dream at this point. This is what he said. Every step that we take towards uh, normality has a risk and a benefit associated with it. So for example, we never shut down grocery stores because of the risk of going into a grocery store massively outweighed by the benefit of going to that store. You get food, right? That's important. When you talk about adding fans on site at live sporting events, the benefit is really just financial for the teams in the leagues. That's it. Nobody needs to go to sporting. Nobody needs to go to a sporting event, and getting that many people together for an absolute optimal activity to me, it just does not compute. I mean, m- many teams might compute for the money, but you be you. The risk benefit is totally out of whack. It's a pipe dream to say that you're going to be able to keep everyone six feet apart. And by the way, six feet for normal talking. Or just standing together and breathing. Or whoa, hang on. Six feet is just normal f- for normal talking or just standing together and breathing. If you talk about singing, chanting, cheering, yelling, you'll need to be further apart because respiratory droplets can spread even further thur- further. And finally, it was talked about this. The wait-and-see approach might not prove to be as effective as you think. If you're gonna come back, it makes sense to me to try and come back with a plan that meets the requirements to keep people safe in an area with a lot of cases, you can't wait and hope that you can execute an easier or softer plan. Uh, like they might be able to in Germany for soccer or New Zealand. Cause I think, I don't know who was soccer or the rugby came back, the rugby or South Korea with baseball and to, or Taiwan, right? You're going to have to come up with a plan that meets the needs of the U S or even Canada for that matter. If you can do that. Uh, and that has varied from sport to sport, but I'm encouraged to see, uh, I'm encouraged to. Um, I'm encouraged by what I've seen of the NHL's plan. If you can do that, I think it makes sense to talk about bringing pro sports back sometime in the next couple of months. In the next couple of months, in other words, it is a good. This is as good as a time as it's going to get for a while. I think there will be an argument to not bring him back at all. But if you're going to bring him back, I don't. I don't see a whole lot of reasons. Reasons to wait. So this guy, uh, you know, he went on the the 31 thoughts podcast to kind of just, you know, tell everyone what to, you know, listen in for. Number 1, you're not going you if you think that you're going to be coming back in November or October and you're going to be watching the NHL Stanley Cup finals in a home stadium or you think you'll be allowed safe if, if one of the hub cities is Toronto, you think You're Torontonians. Are you going to go watch a Stanley Cup final game in Toronto? If it is, you know, obviously we don't know how it's going to look. No, 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 no. Listen, I, you know, some leagues, like the MLB, some people are now thinking their league's stupid. You know, a lot of leagues might think, oh, they're so stupid for doing this, they're so stupid for doing that. They are not stupid about bringing fans back, and I'll tell you that much. They understand that... Us as fans, we're not going to be in those seats for a long time. And listen, that's the fact. And they know that. They're not going to fast-track anything for us. They're not going to fast-track anything to put people, the general public, in danger. And that's certainly for allowing fans back into the stadiums. You see why New Zealand and you see why Asia... I forget which country. That's why I just kind of said Asia. You see why they're kind of allowing fans back? Because they have not had a case. Well, for mostly New Zealand. Asia, China, I think, is having kind of a second outbreak, which is not good. Which we knew that was going to happen. New Zealand, they have not had a case in two weeks. Therefore, you know, yes, someone could still have it. Yes, whatever. That's kind of like a free, free opening to say, okay, you're good to go. You know. So the, the fastest that we could get back, the, the, I mean, you could kind of think that they know that we have to wait till a vaccine. That's, a, that's just a fact. But if you want a chance of st- being in the stands, we have to have no cases. No cases as Canada, as U.S., maybe even Mexico. North America cannot have a case for two whole weeks. And that's a lot of damn people. I'm telling you. The only possible way that you see yourself standing in the stands cheering your team on. Is you have to wait. Until we have no cases for at least two weeks. And I'm not saying. You'll be in the stands next week. So just stop. Just stop. You know. You'll we we'll be in the stands next month. Stop. Stop. Uh, you know stop going to get tested i'm not saying that go and get tested make sure you don't have it make sure you know that we were being smart about this but i'm being very very serious people still i mean people still have to get tested and if those tests comes back uh you know negative fine you know we still have to wait it's a waiting game we have to play and you have to have really good patience you don't have patience You're in big trouble. That's all I have to say. All right? So, no, very interesting talk here from uh, Dr. Benny here, the uh, epidemiologist. But when we come back, the ping pong game continues. So we'll be right back with some ping pong game news. I'm just kidding. It's the MLB. I, I, I have a high feeling a good feeling that this might be the longest podcast episode ever because we're already at 15 minutes and we're only two segments in. Uh, But hopefully this one, I don't think this one will take all that long because, uh, oh, no, it's actually a few pages long. But last, oh, I almost turned off my computer. I slammed my, listen, 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 listen. Last week, last week, this time last week, we heard from Manfred himself, we are 100% confident that we will have a a, a a a season. Friday, MLB proposes a new proposal, but they weren't confident. They were just kind of see if the if the money and the, you know the games you know they match up. You know, we'll see what the players' association wants. Players' association, we know, likey. Also, we're not gonna counter. MLB. Is disappointed. This is still the weekend. S- Sunday. We are not 100% confident that we're going to have a season. We're not even confident at all that we might have a season. Tuesday. We're going to restart negotiations. It is now Friday. And this was kind of yesterday, I think, right? Yeah. Yesterday. In my hand. There is a new 70-game proposal. counter offer from the PA. The match still goes on. We have not reached match point yet or game set match. But the match still continues. So. (laughs) So the Players Association proposed a 70-game regular season schedule plan Thursday, basically. The plan was immediately rejected by Baseball Commissioner Robert Manfred with the, sides, with the sides 10 games and about $275 million apart on plans to start the coronavirus delayed season. As a part of the union proposal, players would wear advertisement patches on their uniforms during all games for the first time in Major League history. So they're bringing advertising now into this to earn money. This needs to be over, Manfred said. Until I speak with the owners, I can't give you a firm deadline. Both sides envision training camp resuming June 26th, Next week, uh, counting back, that means pitchers and catchers uh, would have to travel Monday for the start of medical intake and testing the following day. While the gap has narrowed, both sides remain opposed uh, to additional concessions. The path toward an agreement remains uncertain and, un- and difficult. We believe this offer represents the basis of, for an agreement on resumption of play, Union head Tony Clark said in a statement. Manfred met in Cl- with Clark in Arizona about for about five hours on Tuesday, the MLB said uh, Wednesday uh, that they had reached a framework for the season. The union disputed that, saying that there that it was just merely another proposal. We had a list of issues. We state we stated positions on each of those issues. We have made trades and compromises across within those issues. Mindford said, at several points of time, I went back to the list of issues with Tony and reviewed where we were, and I did and I did that again at the end of the meeting. We shook hands and we both agreed. We we're going to we we're going to push, uh, was the word push our sides to reach an agreement, cons- uh, reach an agreement consistent with that framework. That plan included a sixty-game regular season schedule, that would that would have one point four eight million dollars in salaries plus a twenty-five million dollar players' postseason pool. People familiar with the framework told the Associated Press, uh, the MLB for the first time agreed to pay full prorated salaries, which the players wanted, with games empty ballparks. This is exactly what the players wanted the entire time, and the MLB finally budged. You know how many times I've said the PA thinks MLB is stupid and naive? The MLB is like, no, no, okay, we're not going to act stupid naive, but we are now just going to go with, along with the plan, it looks like. He was clear that it wasn't going to be easy, and that, both, uh, and that we were both clear that we needed approval from our respective uh, concert. Constitutions," manfred said tony in fact informed me la- last last night on the phone that he could not sell the framework even to his sub co- subcommittee and that was going no further and it was going uh, up f- for a vote of the players or anything like that because of the subcommittee had rejected it he then encouraged me to Im- offer improvements in the framework i told him i was going to do that but he- but if he could make whatever counter proposal he wanted to make any topic. What? The year in the proposal would have one point three one point seven three billion dollars in salaries plus a fifty million postseason pool, uh people familiar with that plan said. In my discussions with Rob in Arizona, we explored the potential pro rata framework, uh, but I made but I made clear repeatedly that in that meeting that and after it that there were going to be a number of significant issues with what he proposed, in particular the number of games, Clark said uh it is in it invok invocally false to suggest that any tentative agreement or any agreement was reached in that meeting. MLB's plan would have players receive about 37% of salaries that originally uh totaled 4 billion dollars, but the union's proposal would have given them roughly around 43%. I told him 70 games was 70 games was simply impossible given the calendar and the public health situation. He went ahead and made it made that proposal anyway Manfred said. Both MLB and the union proposed starting the season on July 19th and players said it would should end around September 30th. Three days later, uh, the management citing, uh, Dr. Anthony Fauci, my boy Fauci, the director, the director of international Institute of, um, allergy and infectious diseases. MLB does not want to extend playing deeper into the autumn. Dr. Fauci, Dr. Fauci's out there telling us that football should, should, uh, should playing in corn. What? Telling us that football should playing in a quarantine. What? The other two uh, sports are playing in quarantine, Manfred said, referring to the plans of the NBA and the NHL. Our guys want nothing to do with that. Number two, Fauci said we shouldn't be playing in October, and their proposal contemplates lengthening the season. MLB does not uh, want to bunch more games into that into the same time period. We told them that we're not paying, playing double headers, Manfred said. Our public health guys tell us that we should not put people together. For that uh for that number of hours a day it's not safe but they're just keep ignoring those things baseball's postseason would expand from 10 teams to 16 this year and the two wildcard teams would transform into eight best of three series that would create a minimum of 14 new playoff games whose broadcast rights could be sold and MLB would have the option of 14 or 16 postseason teams in 2021 manfred said MLB should give tradition additional playoff games to broadcast partners for free this year to make up for the shortened length and regular season and MLB would sell the games for 2021. Players proposed they split broadcast revenue 50-50 from additional uh, 2021 games. That was a charge in stance for a union that was that has steadfast resisting sharing revenue because it fears that it will become a step forward a salary cap system. Players would also allow MLB to move to move postseason games this year to neutral sites if needed because of the coronavirus, both sides would would uh, would expand the use of designated hitter to games involving National League teams. The luxury tax would be suspended for 2020, which, with a 70 games schedule, projects the to save the Yankees 9.95 million, Houston $1. uh 1.52 million, and the Dodgers 500 506 thousand dollars, and the Cubs 135 thousand dollars. And at 60 games, the Yankees are, are projected to save $8.5 million, the Astros $1.3 million, the Dodgers four four hundred $434,000, and the Cubs $116,000. Players with so-called split contracts who get paid at a lower salary rate uh, when sent to the minor leagues would have to repay the the advance they already received. Um Which would be 16,500, 30,000, or 60,000, depending on their contract, for a total of about 33 million. The MLB would contribute 10 million to uh, social justice uh, initiatives from funds not needed this year for the welfare plan used for health benefits. Uh, Players would also uh, allow $50 million to be transferred to the commissioners. uh, a uh, discretionary fund, uh, from the international tax fund, collected from teams that exceed their signing bonus pools, and as a part of the deal, both sides would waive claims against each other. The MLB has the right to, uh, on un- unalert un- what, uh, without a deal, uh, would have the risk of grievance hearing from possible damages. And Manfred finally said, we want to play. We want to reach an agreement. We're committed to doing whatever is necessary to find a way to play. Hopefully, by agreement. That is a whole lot of reading. That's a whole lot of garbage that I've just read. And the match gets going. Listen. Oh, there goes my computer. Hold on a second. There we go. So, it's, you know, Honestly, it was a big deal. I remember reading it on Tuesday, and everyone's like, Whoa, 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 slow down, slow down. We never made a deal. There was no deal. There was no, there was no, the, the word close should not be involved here. And obviously, it did not look like it was there. Um. Listen, man, like I said, I and I, and I ranted about this on my podcast uh, two weeks ago, they have to make, they have to figure something out. If they don't figure something out, they're not playing this year. And, you know, I remember seeing an article that was, uh, I didn't read it, but I saw the title of it and said that it's really based on the owners. This season will happen depending on what the owners say. This is not even true at all. It's not what the players think the MLB wants to do. So, I don't know. It's, it's, they're in a tough spot. So, uh, we'll, all have to, we'll all have to see how this goes because they're, they're close to their, you know, deadline to say, you know, just, throw the year out they don't want to play into the autumn as far as they'll go is you know the end of October so you know you can't cope if they don't want to play into November then they're they're, they're close to ending they're close to just you know saying we can't play a season at all so they got to figure something out soon and you know does this mean they're close at least they've re- renegotiated again. Uh, because obviously it looked like over the weekend, last weekend, that uh, they were done. They were really done, uh, but it looks different now. So hopefully uh, they'll be all right. All right, so when we come back, we're going to have our final segment of the day. Uh, as it's going to be a question of the day, we're going to see what this, what this question is and what this person uh, has for me to answer. So we'll be right back with that. And so, for our final segment of the day, we're gonna have another question of the day. I once again, this is a new thing. I just kind of did on Wednesday. We had our first question from Stuart uh, when he asked me what was my all-time, uh, what would my all-time NBA lineup be. So I gave my 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 picks just based on position. Um. So now we, so now we have another one for today. But before we do it, I just wanna uh, say. Uh, if you want to do it the, the link to do it is on my twitter at, at Adam underscore zucala It's the first tweet you see it's the pin tweet if you click on it it'll bring you to the anchor website and it, will, it should automatically just show up saying do you want to record a message you know and you just have to talk and have your question there you go um, Or I think if you find uh, if you go to the, the main website here at anchor.fm forward slash sports talks or, or podcast sports talk sorry. Uh, there should be. I I gotta I gotta I gotta officially check because I've not. I've been kind of lazy. Uh, out. You'll be there. Should be somewhere that says you know, write a message or you know ask a question or something like that. I'll I'll make sure. I'll, I'll find that out for hopefully on Monday's episode. But that's the way. That's that's the two ways you can do it. So our question today comes from oh Jesus Finley. That goat. Uh, that's what he put as his name. Yes, you can put down whatever name you want. So this comes from Finley the Goat. Uh, so let's see what <laughs> let's see what the goat has to say. Apparently this is the goat. So let's see what he has to say. Hey Adam, I got a question here for you. I was just wondering if you think the MOB is a little outdated, and if you think it should get a salary cap or not. Looking forward to your response and uh, your next podcast. Well, Finley, thank you for for your question. You know, I I actually get that a question a lot from, you know, my friends or even uh, you know just family members or or whatnot. And uh, I mean, you're the greatest of all time, so there you know getting a question from you has to be good. But you know, your first question there was the MLB outdated. Um, obviously, you know, the way I see this is that it's just a traditional sport. The MLB will always be a a traditional sport. Now there is always changes to the sport, like every other league. Obviously we know now that, uh, you know, the ball has changed a lot since (laughs) it started. We all, everything has changed since we started, but we know the ball is always changing. Uh, You know, the grips on the ball is changing. You know, there's now rules about depending on the size of glove you have to have for each position. Uh, You know, every league, Every, every, uh, baseball diamond has different dimensions, you know, it's changing like that, but, and also, but they are, they are, they are doing stuff to keep it going. Like, uh, you know, they're now like we, they might be implementing a universal designated hitter for both, um, leagues. Obviously we know the American league has had the DH since 1994, uh, or actually since longer than that, I think actually. Um, you know, that has been used a lot. Uh they're trying to get that now to the National League, which has used the pitchers, pitchers batting system for forever. Uh, but you know, is it outdated? I I don't think it is. I, I I and you know what, to be honest with you, I feel like the league is trying to move out, like I feel like the league sees it like they're they've been probably getting backlash a lot like i'm not talking like if, if i'm talking about this i just want to make it clear i'm not talking about the covid related you know all the all this ping the ping pong match i talk about that they're going on right now i'm talking about maybe last year the year before they have been trying to introduce uh younger players to the game by using the younger players and saying this game is not old anymore this game is not played by old men no more this is now players that are 20 22, 23, there's younger players going up through the system now, and they're now playing at a younger age compared to what you used to find maybe 10 years ago when a rookie was still, it's still it's still the same. Like there's still rookies that are, you know, 28, 26 years old, 27 years old, but that number is actually moving back now a bit. We see Vladimir Guerrero, he's 20 years old. He's playing the major leagues. Vladimir, if a 20-year-old Vladimir Guerrero Jr. played in the major leagues back in 06, Obviously it would be kind of weird because his father just retired, but that's that's besides the point. Yeah, he would be he, he always get he, he's already getting hype for how young he is and how good he is. Imagine what he would be like if he joined the 10, 10, 15 years ago when the average of a Ubrookie was around that 28, 27 age. Still the same, but different, right? I just said that. He would he would be nuts. He already gets enough uh, publicity and all that, but it would just be way crazier than that. Is it outdated? I don't think so. And I feel like the league gets that. Like I said, they could probably get that a lot. Like you guys are out there. You got to do something. So they're trying to involve their younger players in all their advertising and all this and all that to make sure that, uh, you know, younger players don't see it that way. Younger players see it as an advanced sport. They're advancing all the time. They're not backtracking. And doesn't need a salary cap. Ah, you know, like I said, baseball will always be a traditional sport to America, and you know, to a lot of people, I see it that way. I find it as a traditional ball game. Uh, you know, it's not like, you know, yes, they're adding technology, and I, I, I just I don't want to repeat myself for what I just said to your last question, but, but the way I see it is that it would help a lot of teams. <laughs> you look at the Miami Marlins or the Moneyball Oakland Athletics. You know, it would help a lot of teams out. And yes, it would even out the league even more than what it is. Well, I'm not saying the league is even now at all. Why would I say that? It would even out the league more. But at the same time, it would probably tick off a lot of teams. We look at teams that have money. Let's go go back to our last segment. When I was listing out the money that teams would, uh, that they would save. Yankees. Who knows how much money they have, right? The Dodgers. The Cubs. The Astros, you know, those teams, you know, would probably be very angry if they didn't implement a salary cap because they would they would lose a lot of money. They're a lot of, you know, their payroll. They would lose a lot of money to their payroll. Oh, I just pinched my finger from my desk. Ow, that hurt. Ooh. But, you know, to be honest with you, I – uh, I would, as a Blue Jays fan who has dealt with a lot of years and seen them a lot of years as just being a crap team, uh, you know, not being able to make it over that hump of, you know, being a good team and not making it into the playoffs, besides 15 and 16, let's not be wrong. Since, since they're, since they're two championships or they're, sorry, I'm getting ahead of myself, two championships and their three-peat of AL East, champions, uh, AL East champions, they've won the AL East once, they've made it to the playoffs twice in back-to-back years. But all those other years, they're just garbage. They, they couldn't make it over the hump. They couldn't make it. They couldn't. They've had great teams too. I think the 2013 team, I have I have a magazine. I have a Sportsnet magazine when Sportsnet mag- magazine first came out. And it had the Blue Jays on it, Jose Bautista, Incarnacion, J.P. Aaron Sebia, Melky Cabrera, Brett Laurie. And it said, this is going to be fun. That team was so hyped up to make the playoffs. And they flopped. And that just goes to show about, you know, why you say, well, why implement a salary cap when you have teams like that, you know, that are good, but they just can't make, you know, just stuff like that. But do they need it? it? It's really, you know, it's really a toss up, right? You could probably, honestly, I'm going to be very serious with you. If you, if you gave that to the league and say, do you want a salary cap? Yes or no. A lot of the teams would probably say yes. Simply because most of those teams I just listed, the Dodgers, the Yankees, the Astros, the Cubs, those teams have the the money to sign those big players, have the money to do all that, you know, the Red Sox even. I don't know why the Red Sox weren't even allowed it, weren't even in there, but they were. You know, just teams like that who have the money and always win every, every, every year. They would be very angry. They would probably be the ones that say no. Because, you know, they built up to get that money to put it to their payroll. It's just that their team has it. But, you know, that's just the part of sports. Obviously, I, if I were to make a decision, you know, I, I, I would not want to be too, too biased, you know, towards me being a Blue Jays fan and saying, yes, it would be very nice uh, to have a salary cap so it could be equal. And I, and honestly, the equality part is another big part, right? You'd have more exciting seasons. You know, obviously players would be bounced around a lot, but it depends on where you set that salary cap, right? So we'll see how that all goes into, right? Um, but no, uh, thank you so much. I, I I, think that's all I got. Uh, but thank you so much, Finley the GOAT, uh, for uh, giving me that question for today's, uh, you know, question of the day. If you want to... Um, Give me a question. I just told you where to go. You can go to my Twitter or even on the main podcast website on anchor.fm forward slash podcast sports talk. And when we come back, uh, we'll do my what I missed uh, and the closing. So we'll do that right after this. We'll be right back with that. Okay, so I've been now recording for... Over an hour and 20 minutes. This episode is an hour and 12 minutes long. I don't know where eight minutes went, but whatever. But really what I could find today from what I missed. There's a lot of stuff out there, but I honestly just want to wrap it up here. I don't want to sound lazy, but I just want to wrap this whole thing up. Uh, But one big news today is that my man, Alfonso Davies of Bayern Munich, of the Bundesliga, he has won the Bundesliga Rookie of the Year. Uh, I have I talked about him enough. Great young player, you know, has really turned it on here in the last few games. Although he did get a red card in the last game, was it? Was it really a red card? Yeah, you could, you could, you could give your opinion. But he, he's just a fantastic footballer. Like I can't say it enough. Uh, Really big star he'll be for Team Canada in the upcoming, you know, World Cup in two years and you know, or well if they if they can qualify. Uh or just in the qualifiers itself, right? And even, you know, in the World Cup in twenty twenty six when we host it here in Canada. Um no young star. Jeez, that's how old is Alfonso Davies? He, he's gotta be like, hang on, I'm actually gonna look this up because you know, I think I had a, I had a discussion with someone saying that he will not be what he is today. Ah, um, oh, Jesus. He's 19 years old, for God's sakes. Listen, he's going to be 20 this year. Why? He's going to be 20 this year. He's going to be 26. When the World Cup comes to Canada, he'll be fine. He'll be fine for Team Canada. I'm telling you right now. Anyways, uh, no but rookie of the year. Congrats, Fonzie. Uh, great, great uh, year. Fast, fast the or as uh, Thomas Muller called it. If you didn't see the i uh, if you didn't see the video of him dancing with uh, Fonzo Davies, you know singing. It was pretty funny. Uh, I think if you go on the buyer Instagram or Twitter account, you can probably find it. Uh, I had a good laugh about it. But as Thomas Mulder said, he's the FC Byron road runner, uh, and he's one rookie of the year. So that's it. So first of all, that's the that's the end of the episode. Uh, this Friday episode of the Sports Talk Podcast. Thank you guys so much uh, for um, listening. Uh, if, if you're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Castbox, Breaker, I'm getting better. Uh, thank you for listening or if you even here on anchor if you want to listen on anchor uh you could go to anchor.fm forward slash podcast sports talk and find the podcast here and you could send your messages there on the on the anchor.fm uh of my main site uh you could go there or click the link on my twitter at adam underscore zucala you could find me retweeting stuff or once again there's another way to send a message like I just said thank you guys so much for listening I'm Adam Zucala stay safe stay indoors You know, stay well, have a good weekend. It's nice and warm out here in Ottawa, so I'll be bomb spending at my cottage. So I'll see you guys all on Monday after I'm sunburned. So see you guys then. Peace.